Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, APPA News Director. Our guests in this episode are Ewell Lawson, Chief Association and Development Officer at the Missouri Public Utility Alliance, and Ken Reisner, Director for Business and Member Development at MPUA. MPUA is a joint action agency that represents municipally owned electric, natural gas, broadband, water, and wastewater utilities. Its members are based in Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Illinois. MPUA in late January reported that the MPUA Resources Resource Services Corporation has been awarded a $1.1 million American Rescue Plan Act workforce training grant from the Missouri Department of Economic Development. Ewell and Ken, thanks for joining us on the podcast to discuss the grant and MPUA's workforce resources. Thanks, Paul. We're we're glad to be here. Sure thing. So, uh, Ewell, I want to start with you in terms of the first question I had for the interview. Could Broadly speaking, what would you say are the key workforce challenges um, facing the utility sector these days? Well, uh, broadly speaking, that's a good question, Paul, because broadly speaking, um, you know, we're seeing at least here in Missouri and in the regional footprint that we have, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi and Illinois, we're seeing uh, an aging workforce that's uh, retiring and we're not seeing the replacement of those workers come about, uh, you know, readily. And we're also seeing the uh, being able to our public power entities being able to provide um, competitive wages for those jobs and being in, uh, in competition with where the the industry and for the private sector is going on these types of jobs, and then um, and then there and then frankly there's just a lack of awareness among uh, the younger generations uh, on. Uh, what is a utility job and and what how does a trade career uh provide a path for a a good livelihood and on that last point i mean i guess it, it what comes to mind for me is that the fact that public power is so connected to the community one would assume that that's an advantage for public power in terms of connecting with the younger generation and making them aware of, of utility op- utility job options well, I think it, it would be, uh, it is an advantage. It is an opportunity to uh, reach into uh, community resources. But again, with a global economy and a global workforce mm-hmm. anymore, that can sometimes be difficult for uh, small rural uh, communities to attract and keep workers in that place. So sometimes it becomes more than just the, the local utility and the job that's available there. Uh, so, Ken, with respect to the next question, um, I wanted to know if you could describe the steps that MPUA took to secure this training grant. Yeah, we've been working kind of extensively behind the scenes before this grant opportunity came about to uh, kind of plan and coordinate and expand you know, our training initiatives at MPUA. We already had an extensive line apprentice program in place, and we've got a facility here that's really nice to do the training for line workers, for overhead construction, safety aspects, and then we expanded a little bit already into broadband and then water and wastewater system controls. And so when this grant opportunity came along, it just seemed like a really good fit for our organization. So we assembled a team internally to kind of look at the the grant requirements, and it was kind of a cross-sectional team throughout the agency. And so we got people from accounting and marketing and communications and our existing training program so we put all the information together to submit a really good grant application. You know, the one thing that, that's that's really good, for, at least within the state of Missouri, the governor's office, as well as the Department of Economic Development, has made 
you know, workforce development, training, recruitment, and priority. And so the portal that the Department of Economic Development was utilizing was very kind of user-friendly. It was easy to coordinate and, and articulate the programs and how some of this funding would be a catalyst for us to continue to expand and improve our programs. So we were able to kind of sit down and put together a pretty good grant application process and program. And we kind of looked at it as an opportunity to to have seed money to be able to grow and expand this program and really make it sustainable for, for many, many years, because obviously it's something that's going to be facing the industry for, for quite a while. So we, we took that approach and then we had already a pretty good idea of how much funding we were wanting to match a part of this. So this initial program, even though we got the $1.1 million part of the funds through the DED, you know, it's, it's really about $1.4, $1.5 million program that we're trying to get into place. The one thing that will be unique for us is the recruitment and outreach. You know, I think that's something that you guys were hitting on on the first question. You know, a lot of the workers that we were already training were, were currently employed by the communities. This program will actually be an outreach to um, the existing communities to um, make them aware of these opportunities, to uh, develop the skills and abilities that will allow the members that we serve to maybe have an employee that's ready to go day one that thoroughly understands what's what's a part about this these jobs and the requirements of them and being able to do them safely. We're, we're just really excited about the program, maybe where we can head with this with this initiative. So just to throw this the next question out to to either or both of you. Um, I was curious if you could talk about MPUA's existing workforce resources for its memory utilities. And could you also shed some additional light in terms of what the MPUA Resource Services Corporation is? So uh, our existing workforce resources that we have in MPUA for um, many decades, we've provided uh, an apprenticeship program for our members that uh, uh, trained our linemen, and, and we have done that for several decades. Uh, our all training also includes water and uh, drinking water uh, certification programs for operators. Uh, we have natural gas operator training. We've provided uh, broadband and fiber splicing training. We also have a variety of online and on-demand resources and pop-up training opportunities uh, that we provide throughout the year. But through this funding that we're getting, uh, through the state Department of Economic Development uh, in Missouri, at least, MPUA is going to be able to build on these um, resource, workforce resources, and uh, but also target specific communities that improve economic uh, opportunity as well. So, you know, we're quite excited about that. To your question about uh, MPUA Resource Services Corporation. This is a corporation that we formed just recently in, in the last five years. Uh, that's a 501c3 nonprofit corporation that uh, is focused on services for municipal uh, electric, wastewater, natural gas, water, and broadband utilities. Uh, and that's where we house many of our collaborative projects uh, for our, some of our neighboring states and the region. This corporation is a uh, you know, in addition to some of the services we provide, uh, we also have a line crew services program where uh, we act as a uh, contractor for various uh, communities that need, you know, essentially an extra set of hands for line work. 
uh, and things of that nature. And we also have part ownership. That corporation has part ownership in uh, Hometown Connections Incorporated. Uh, so that's a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the work we've done uh, through the years here at MPUA. And uh, we're quite proud of the uh, that opportunity. And I think the work that we've done then has shown and been recognized by the state uh, and furthering that. So we're very appreciative of this grant funding that uh, Governor Person and his administration have uh, provided a uh, They've been talking workforce development at the state level for quite some time, even pre-COVID. And so this is just, we see this as a recognition of some of the efforts that uh, we at MPUA and Public Power is providing. And we're appreciative of uh, his acknowledgement that, uh, you know, these are highly skilled jobs. Uh, they're high quality jobs that can keep the workforce local. And uh, it raises the quality of life in some of our small rural communities. So we're very appreciative of that recognition. Ken, you touched upon uh, some of what what my my final question was, which is you, you talked uh, you provided some details on how MPUA is going to utilize the workforce training grants. So, for either of you, do you have any additional details? And also, I guess one one question that comes to mind is, is in terms of the planning. Now that you have the funding, is there a uh, you know are you guys looking at a, at a calendar in terms of kind of next steps uh, in the process? You know, we really have we. We've had to work with DED and provide them a counterization of the budget and our plan moving forward. So most of the curriculum is going to be developed over the next two to three quarters. We're hoping this program kicks off the first of 2024 and we'll be working, like I said, to develop the curriculum. We'll be working with the communities to make sure that curriculum meets their needs. The one thing that about this program, it's, it's a recruitment, training and placement program. So we've got to go go through and put together some agreements with communities to figure out how we might place them, the requirements that would be associated with uh, with a worker being trained through this program. I think the one thing that needs to be stressed, there is no cost to the, the trainee that's going to go through it. So we'll be going into these communities and high schools and technical schools and making these employment opportunities known and that they're available. So as we go through there and we train these individuals, they'll, they'll thoroughly understand what's necessary to perform these functions. You know, obviously it's very rewarding work um, in the utility industry. There's there's always a little bit of a progression plan so you can grow and expand. So there's going to be economic advancement for these individuals. But that's all going to have to be worked out with the communities and make sure that the programs meet their needs and then the worker can be successful right off the bat. And then the big benefit for the communities is, is that they already know they have, they're going to have a worker that really wants to be there, that wants to perform this type of work. And uh, some of the learning curve and the cost associated for the for the utilities will be absorbed within this program for the mere fact that, that we're training. And, and the other thing is, is that we're going to try to mitigate, if not eliminate, most of the economic barriers for somebody to be able to go through and get uh, skilled or trained. So some of the grant funding will actually cover um, travel, childcare expenses, uh, just to make sure that when somebody uh, wants to pursue this opportunity, they can do so with very little stress or, or very little constraints that might negatively impact their ability to be successful within, within this initiative. So uh, a lot of thoughts went, went into this, making sure recruitment and the placements all coordinated and then uh, the curriculum will be specifically designed for that. 
Thanks, Ken. Yule, did you have any final thoughts on this or any other topics related to the uh, to the grant? No, again, I, I don't know that we can't stress enough how appreciative we are of Governor Parson and his leadership and the recognition that uh, of the work that MPUA has been doing on behalf of municipal utilities, uh, at least in Missouri, and his awareness that, uh, you know, keeping these jobs local means, uh, you know, developing a workforce that can stay local. And, uh, you know, we're just, again, quite appreciative. And I think that's uh, the work and the recognition that that uh, we've received on this. Uh, we're quite Again, quite appreciative of it, mainly because, Ken, how many um, uh, th there was there was a grant universe here was how many applicants were there and and what was the amount of money that uh, uh, was allocated for this? I think it was 30 million was allocated for this particular program. Is that right? And that's correct. I, I think the one thing that is an important point for, for uh, the listeners is, is that these, these grant applications, at least in the competitive environment, are highly competitive. Uh, we're seeing it within this workforce grant. We're seeing it on some of the initiatives that we're pursuing through the Department of Energy. Uh, but on this specific grant, the DED had had a tall task of uh, weeding through about $310 million worth of requests. And they only had about $30 million allocated to the program. So um, obviously, that, that's a big challenge to try to figure out who reached the merits of maybe getting some of this funding. And that's the reason we're kind of excited about it. And, and hopefully we can get this money invested and make sure that this is a sustainable long run program that's going to serve the utility industry for, for a long, long time. And is this, I mean, do, do you envision kind of going forward that similar funding opportunities will be available in the future related to workforce development? Or is it too early to say at this point? I, I'd say that's, early to say whether we're going to be able to tie into that, but right. uh, we certainly hope to build on that. Yes, there will be money. Uh, I see the, I mean, there has been uh, an interest in workforce development uh, building uh, in Missouri, and we've seen budgets grow on that uh, and various grant programs. So we, we hope to be able to build on this program and tap into those funds into the future. It's kind of trying to, uh, make sure non-federal funds or, or non-state funds um, are able to sustain the program. So the overall business plan and strategy for it is, is like I said, trying to utilize these funds as catalysts to make the program successful and, and create the value that, that ho hopefully people will see and realize and, and help their overall operations. Yeah, quite frankly, we see, that, Ken makes a really good point, we see this as uh, essentially seed money to expand the workforce uh, training that we're doing and uh, make it sustainable into the future. Well, Yul and Ken, thanks so much for taking the time of your day to speak with us. Um, we'd love to have you back uh, at some point in the future, kind of revisit where things stand with uh, implementation of the programs related to the grant funding. Paul, thank you very much. Sure thing. Thank you. Sure thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Schimpoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power.